out, baby. You know, Mitch. Thank you, ESPN. Big 12 open for business. We love your Cougars. Mitch Harper. Welcome on in, Cougar Tracks Podcast. How you feeling, Cougar Nation? Big 12 open for business. Oh, they are open for business, all right. The Big 12 Conference. Going to be adding the Colorado Buffaloes to the league. That according to reports from Pete Thamel, Brett McMurphy. The Big 12 gets it done. And they add a member to the league. Big 12 open for business. You know, it's interesting, this whole story, and we're going to unpack all of it, what it means for BYU, what it means for the Big 12 conference going forward. I find this whole story fascinating. Even if I wasn't covering the Big 12 and covering BYU, this story has been so interesting to me because it's not a shock that Colorado is leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12. It's not a surprise. Mixed messaging, no, no, no. no. The message has been there since Jump Street, since July 5th. 2022, when the Pac-12 authorized George Klyavkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, to go into media rights, and they've got nothing done. They've had nothing done to this point. So now, at least according to reports, Colorado's moving to the Big 12 without seeing the numbers of the Pac-12. And they're moving forward. And it's quite an indictment on the Pac-12 that the Buffs are securing their future. The options had to have been grim. Because honestly, and I've said this in the past, I do believe that Colorado and the whole Pac-12 probably wanted to stay in the league. But I think also, for people that want to see Colorado Athletics succeed, they probably wanted to go to the Big 12. Because I've said all along, Big 12 Athletics and this whole conference... Maybe they don't have the academic elites, the perceived academic elites like the Pac-12 does. And look, Stanford, Cal, great institutions. But they don't put athletics on the highest pedestal. And that's why the Pac-12 is in the situation that they're in. So when you see the stories come out from the Pete Thamels, the Brett McMurphys, and these are not individuals that are coming up with conspiracy theories. These national writers have been questioned at every turn by so many in the Pac-12 footprint. Folks, this is not some grand scheme and some grand concoction just to create conspiracy created by Endeavor. No, there's no media rights deal, and it's not looking good. And then you kind of size up the television windows, the media rights. Where does the Pac-12 fit into all of this? The Pac-12 conference effectively died the year of COVID. They told us everything we need to know about that league when COVID hit. And the lack of reaction from that, too, was alarming. The Big Ten canceled football, and you would have thought that you took away loved ones from Big Ten folks. Pac-12, they canceled their season. 
eventually they came back, we know. But they canceled their season initially, and no one reacted. There was no pulse on the West Coast. None. Look, and, and I have a deep respect for Pac-12, Pac-10 football. I grew up watching that. I grew up watching more Pac-10 football. When it wasn't BYU, I was watching Pac-10 football. The 130 ABC regional game, I was always ticked that I would get some game that I didn't want to watch. I wanted to watch the Pac-10 game. Late nights on FSN, Barry Tompkins, Steve Fiziok. I loved watching Pac-10 football. It's always been good football because I, I, I love Western-based sports. But as time has shifted and philosophies have shifted, the West Coast continues to get fallen behind. And Colorado is doing a move to secure their future. Is the Big 12 on par with the Big, Big 10 SEC? No one's saying that. No one thinks that. But I think at the same time, this is going to be a highly competitive, entertaining league that's going to be a made-for-television event. And folks can talk about, hey, television's dying. Streaming's the future. Streaming is losing a ton of money. You never hear actual ratings. You never hear actual data on these viewership numbers from these entities because they're losing a lot of money. There's still going to be a place for linear television for the foreseeable future. Like folks said radio was going to die. It's still holding on. Television's still going to hold on. There's still going to be a place. And the Big 12 is going to be on ESPN and Fox. They're going to have the ESPN Plus component. But who's to say every week, Saturdays, 1.30 p.m., Fox Network Television? That seems like it's destined to be the Big 12 game of the week starting in 2025 and beyond. Colorado is going to be joining the Big 12 Conference in 2024. They're going to have their vote. It's going to take place a little bit later this afternoon, their special board meeting discussing on the agenda an action item on athletics operations. It takes place at 3 p.m. We'll have a full recap on kslsports.com. But this is no surprise. I mean, I just thought, would they actually pull the trigger and do it? Make the move? Because of that affinity for the West Coast, and there's all that numbers on on the alums in, color, in, in California and Colorado and the Western footprint, would they actually make the move? And it blows me away, too, when I see you know, some pockets of Colorado fans. I feel like it's a mixed bag of what their fan base feels like on this move. Folks, you're not playing in a Pac-12 that consists of USC and UCLA after this year. So when they they talk down on these road trips in the Big 12, you're actually going to be in full-field stadiums. And the thing is, is people are actually going to go to Folsom Field. USC and UCLA fans weren't showing up in in Boulder. BYU fans are going to show up to Folsom. They're going to show up. I've seen BYU fans show up to the likes of Firestone Fieldhouse, to Gersten Pavilion in a random January game in basketball, you mean to tell me there won't be 10, 15,000 BYU fans, maybe more, that drive to a bordering state to go see BYU take on the buffs for the first time since the 80s? Yeah, that's going to happen. Sure, the novelty will wear off at some point, but that's going to be a game that's highly attended. It's going to help them at the gate. There's going to be more money to be had from a media rights, from a championship bowl game distribution, and at the gate. Tickets, revenue. It's dying in the Pac-12. Fans have made it clear. 
they don't show up to games. It's an underlying component to all of this that Big 12 fans, they show up. They might be in smaller markets, but they show up to the games. That's why when people were talking about academic elites, all that, you're missing the point. If you want to have a great athletic department, the pack's not it. So Colorado's making the move. And the thing is, too, is that Colorado's athletic director, Rick George, back in May, he told BuffZone.com, and it's been well reported, this quote, in a perfect world, we'd love to be in the Pac-12, but we also have to do what's right for Colorado at the end of the day. We'll evaluate things as we move forward. Then there was speculation building up, leading up to Pac-12 media days last week. Colorado's chancellor told the Denver Post he expected to see some financial numbers for the Pac-12 media rights from Commissioner George Klyavkov. Those numbers reportedly never came in. And now you're in this situation where it, it seemed like on the surface, everyone was just saying they were, they were buying into the Pac-12 mouthpieces saying, deal's coming soon, everyone's in alignment. They were really buying this conversation that George Klyavkov was telling at Pac-12 Media Days where Big 12 wasn't a concern. It's not a concern. Our schools are committed to each other and to the Pac-12. We'll get our media rights deal done. We'll announce the deal. I think the realignment that's going on in college athletics will, will come to an end for this cycle. And then the truth is we've got bigger fish to fry. You know, there are incredible opportunities and also challenges in front of college athletics. And I need to be able to work with all of my colleagues in Division One, and particularly in the A5. And we'll do that. And we'll move past you know, kind of all the bitter squabbling of the last year, and, and we'll work together to make college athletics better. I think that quote got put on freezing cold takes, and rightfully so. It's interesting to compare what was said last week at Pac-12 Media Day compared to what Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, was saying. And we'll get to Brett Yormark because what a job he has done. Brett Yormark, labeled an oil salesman, a car, car salesman. He's working with Endeavor. Everything he said, he's gotten done. Last year at Big 12 Media Days, before he took the job where he's with Bob Bowlesby, said he was going to work on the media rights, got that done last October. Texas and Oklahoma, early exit, got that done. It's going to net the conference $100 million, and you wonder how that can be used in all of this realignment talk. And then conference realignment was another piece, too. All three of those things, and within the first year of his job, he hasn't even hit the one-year mark since August 1st, he got all those done. This was Brett Yormark on Sirius XM at Big 12 Media Days talking about the media rights. Compare this quote to what George Klyavka said. The media market today isn't what it was when we did our deal in the fall. And I am just so thrilled that we got our deal done early because I'm not sure if I didn't do that deal then that that deal exists today. Wow. Okay. And you, you guys are in the media world. You're reading about, you know, what's going on. And uh, I'm just happy that we had the intuition to go early, that my board was truly supportive of moving forward. You know, we, we partnered with Endeavor, and they were great, you know, throughout the process. So I'm just thrilled that we're done because, you know, there's an opportunity cost to chasing a deal. You know, if I was right. in the, if I had been in the market all year chasing a deal, all the things that we talked about earlier and right. I addressed yesterday wouldn't have happened. 
because I would have been I would have had a singular focus on one thing. The fact that we were able to get that thing done early and in 90 days gave us the latitude and the ability to chase all the other things we're doing now. So we 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 really leveraged that moment uh, to the extent that we could. And it's built incredible momentum for us. Sound courtesy of Sirius XM Big 12 today. Great insight there from Brett Yormark. Compare that to what George Klyavkov was saying on the media rights for the Pac-12. But I will tell you what we've seen is that the longer we wait for the media deal, the better our options get. And I think our board realizes that. And the, uh, there's an underlying shift in the media market that's happening. And we're long-term taking advantage of that. But short-term, it may have provided some hiccups. I don't know how you could say the longer you wait, the better the deal is going to be. The longer you wait to sell your house, you're going to have more opportunities. I, I don't know. Look, there is a little bit of an uptick in the economy. Sure, but these media companies, I think Brett Yormark hit it on the head. The Big 12 would not have had this deal, $31.7 million. It secured their future. And then when you get to the point of 2031, you hope that, you know, you can bump that up a little bit more, and the media companies are in a better place. They've established themselves a little bit better in the future. Colorado is setting their future, and this should not come as a surprise that this is happening. And the thing is, is that Colorado is going back to its roots. They were an original member of the Big 12 in 1996 when it was created. Before that, they were members of the Big 8 and the Big 7. This is a program that their successes have come in those leagues. They've never been anything in the Pac-12. But Colorado sports, I think, can be something. Last fall, when there was rumors that Colorado was going to go for Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, it was, you know, there was reports of USF might get Deion or Colorado. And my argument, everyone was saying go to USF because it's in Florida, but my argument was you go to Colorado, you're starting from rock bottom, it's P5, but they've got a background and a history that you can win. Even recently, in 2016, Mike McIntyre had a year where you could win. you got to recruit national at Colorado to succeed, and who better than Deion Sanders to recruit national? I think that, you know, and who knows how long he's going to last. But still, I think that Colorado can get an injection of life with Deion Sanders, and if he leaves, it's okay. But still... The perception shift now is that this move validates Brett Yormark. It shows they are the league with the momentum. The Pac-12 is now on their heels. And who would have thought when BYU got invited to the Big 12 in September 2021 that this same league would be poaching the Pac-12? Wild turn of events. I will tell you, BYU might be one of the most fortunate schools in this realignment. It took a long time. And Cougar fans, you're probably hearing that thing and going, fortunate, it took forever. Look, I get it. But the timing worked out masterfully. If this would have been a deal where it was USC and UCLA bolting first, I don't think we're looking at BYU in a power league. If Brett, if Brett Yormark was hired before BYU was added, I don't know if BYU is part of this mix. I don't know. Bob Bowlesby was very high on BYU. He even said last year in an interview with me that BYU's brand might be only second to, to Notre Dame in, term of, to, in terms of national reach. 
I don't know if Brett Yormark knew that. He he's admitted he's not been a college guy. The timing worked out masterfully for BYU in all of this. And now they're in a position where they're now in a league that's going to have a bordering member. Think about that now. The Big 12, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. There's some bordering states now. I'm very curious to see what happens next. Obviously, we got to see what happens with the final vote. But once it gets to this sort of public deal, it's kind of a formality. That's what it was when Colorado went in 2010 to the pack. And it seems like that's going to be a formality. A lot of the national reporters have been reporting that. But it's a huge win for Brett Yormark, who has just done an outstanding job. And he has disrupted and elevated the Big 12 Conference. I mean, you go to Big 12 Media Days, and it felt like a spectacle. It creates it as an event. I mean, he does. He's got an eye, a knack for these sort of things. It's been really impressive. And I'm curious now to see what's next for the Big 12. I think you got to get to 14 members, at least. I think the play has got to be, and you you wonder if part of that $100 million that they the league got from Texas and Oklahoma can be used to incentivize Oregon and Washington. And who knows if they use some of this to incentivize Colorado. But I think that you use that $100 million to go get Oregon and Washington. I think you want to get Arizona too. But to me, Oregon and Washington can bring down the house on the Pac-12. They leave, it's a wrap. It's over. You get Arizona, you get Oregon and Washington, incentivize them with some extra money. Maybe that would probably make some of the legacy members of the Big 12 a little bit unhappy. But to me, you got to spend some money to make some money long term. And you get a 16-team league, you got strength in numbers, and even if Oregon and Washington eventually got their dream and went to the Big Ten, you still have a 14-team league that's very viable and has a bright future with a great dynamite basketball league with Arizona added. Colorado's no slouch in basketball. They're going to be a preseason top 25 team this year. They're signing some really good talent. Basketball in the Big 12 is going to just continue to get elevated with Colorado. This is this is some big-time moves. Is it Texas-Oklahoma level? No. Uh, but if you get Washington and Oregon, that then brings down the Pac-12. And look, I, I don't think it should be about, you know, the demise of a league. I think Brett Yormark, but he sees opportunity. He sees this as an opportunity in business because you don't want the tables to ever get turned like the tables have turned on the Pac-12. Remember, the Pac-12 had a chance in 2021 after Texas and Oklahoma bolted. Bob Bowlesby went to the Pac-12 first about a potential merger, adding some of these teams. Pac-12 said, nope, not interested. Now, some of that could be USC was blocking it and didn't allow for it to happen. That's been reported by the LA Times. But still, they, they scoffed at these quote-unquote, truck stop teams. The arrogance of the Pac-12 has put them in a reactionary spot. The only thing that's protected them as long as they have for so many years was geography. 
And then when USC and UCLA bolted for the Big Ten, it was a wrap. And it, it, it surprises me, again, the disconnect with some of these fans in the Pac-12 footprint, how they're acting stunned by this. Or they're thinking, how could this move have happened? Look, not saying the Big 12 is just the gold standard in college athletics. That's the SEC in football. They are the gold standard in basketball, though. And I think they're a rising brand. They're a young conference still. They've got autonomous status, but they are a young conference that is growing as a TV property. I think there's a lot to like. And I just think that some of these Pac-12 fans that haven't believed any of this, they think it's all been 12A non and all this, you haven't looked at the facts. <laughs> this has not been some some sh- great sham to to bring down the Pac-12. The evidence has been there for quite some time that a move should be happening. And Colorado securing their future. It's almost like Pac-12 fans needed these ASMR videos. And the ASMR is just like, hey, I've got this uh, squishy ball. It represents a truck stop conference. I'm just going to squish it. And then just make all these sounds. Like They just need to hear this soothing, oh yeah, Pac-12 so much better. Conference champions. It's just, there's a disconnect. That league has been trending backwards ever since, and they have not come back to life since COVID. When they got Lincoln Riley to USC, that was a a shot in the arm. But the wheels were already in motion that that wasn't going to last for long. And the thing is, too, is for fans wondering, this is a move by Colorado where it doesn't, Involves some massive fee to leave, they're just going to go because there's no media rights. It's been expired, or it will expire coming up in, I believe, either August 1 or July 1, 2024. I'll have to double-check on that, but they just walk. They don't have to pay any sort of massive fee to leave. That's how long this is drawn out for the Pac-12 and the Big 12. But I think the target's now got to be Arizona, and I think you got to look at Oregon and Washington. Find a way to bring them. You wonder, too, part of you thinks, do you incentivize maybe an Oregon state at a reduced share because they're staring down a world where their options are basically Mountain West or bust? Do you take them on? No, maybe not. It's an interesting thought. The options there are pretty interesting now for Brett Yormark. And I still think the element of UConn is interesting because that can be used as a piece to say, hey, Arizona, make a decision. Arizona's president, Robbins, keeps wanting to see the numbers. Like, dude, you got to make a decision. What What if those numbers don't come until next spring? How do you plan your budget? How do you plan your athletic department? Brett Yormark said the media rights factors in about 60% of the revenue for these Big 12 athletic departments. 60%. Let's just, and the Pac-12 had a lower share of team distributions in that conference this past year 
what's the percentage there? I mean, I, I'm not sure on the Pac-12, but it makes up a big piece of how these athletic departments operate, these media rights. And if you don't have that, you got to move. you got to make a decision. And you can't just assume now suddenly that the Big 12 will just wait for anyone. Like, they've already got a team. They're now in a position of strength where they can start going on the attack a little bit more, and they can be maybe a little more selective now because one has taken the plunge and is going to the Big 12. So I think because I think that's been a growing sentiment is that, well, that's it's always going to be there. That that offer is always going to be on the table. Maybe Brett Yormark's going to be a little more aggressive, even more aggressive than he's been. So you got to make a decision, or else we are moving on to the next option. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he that he is very fond of UConn, and I don't think it's a front either. I think he believes UConn could be a legit player in the Big Twelve Conference, basketball wise, absolutely. Football, eh, I don't, I don't see that as much. But he's got to get creative. Arizona, Oregon, Washington, those have got to be the move next. I'm curious to see what Utah does. I, I think they want to stay in in the Pac-12 because I I feel like they would be much more receptive to the Big 12 if BYU wasn't in it. That's just my opinion. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the case, but it really feels like Utah fans on social media, message boards, they don't have the appetite for the Big 12 because of BYU. I could, I could see that. You know, it's interesting, though. Utah's president, I believe Taylor Randall, he has not gone on the record and said, give me a break, things like that. He's kind of kept the cards close to the close to the vest. He even said, I think a couple months ago, that there were still, quote, a ways to go with the meteorites in the Pac-12. So I, I, I wouldn't be, I would be stunned if Utah isn't looking at other options, uh, which include maybe the Big 12. But I think that the Big 12 can be selective. Do they need another team in Salt Lake? BYU delivers Salt Lake. I think Utah's fan base is bigger in Salt Lake City. But in neighboring towns in Salt Lake County and in Utah County and in Davis County, it's BYU. And the BYU media in Salt Lake City is pretty robust. So we'll see. It's going to be fascinating times. This is a big, big move for the Big 12 Conference. It's a big move for Colorado. I think it's the right move for Colorado because their athletic successes have come in the Big 12 Conference. I think it's going to get better uh, for them in the future. I really do by making this move. And I think the Big 12 Conference has taken a step to establish themselves as maybe that uh, third best league. And being the league that, no matter what, is going to find a way to be in the infrastructure, whatever the next iteration of college athletics looks like, the Big 12 is doing everything in its power to find a way to be part of that mix. That's going to do it for this episode of the Cougar Tracks podcast. I hope all of you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. It helps out the show a ton. I'll catch you next time here on the Cougar Tracks podcast with some more fall camp breakdowns and the latest on conference expansion here on Cougar Tracks, and it's always powered by kslsports.com.